0: The Lloyd's List Shipping
1: Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Lloyd's List Podcast for all the news that is shaping shipping. This week is International Seafarers Awareness Week alongside 2018 Day of the Seafarer and we have been looking at the complex issues surrounding seafarer, mental health and well-being. Mental illness is estimated to cost UK businesses £30 every year through lost production, recruitment and absence. One in six adults will be experiencing a mental health problem at any one time, according to the Office of National Statistics. For those working at sea, mental health issues can be compounded by the pressures of being separated from family and feelings of isolation. This week... Industry regulator International Maritime Organization called for higher standards of crew welfare and urged the shipping industry to provide a good working environment for seafarers. The mission to seafarers has been tracking crew welfare through its own Seafarer Happiness Index, a survey of 10,000 active crew on issues such as mental and physical health, diet, rest, workload, connectivity, training and access to shore leave. I spoke with Stephen Jones, who has been leading that research for the mission, about some of its findings.
0: Uh, Really, the the premise behind it was the fact that um, there seemed to be a lack of the voice of people actually working at sea. So it was kind of felt that there was lots of great initiatives going on around the issue of seafarer welfare. But it seemed to be a missing piece of the jigsaw was people actually talking and giving feedback. Additionally, there certainly wasn't any means of kind of um, objectively monitoring whether we were improving happiness, well-being, mental health, all these other aspects. So really, it was a a tool that I felt was needed to to fill some of the gaps. We took the um, hierarchy of needs that assesses what we as humans are motivated by and what uh, keeps us going, and we, we kind of developed a seafarers hierarchy of needs and from that fell out these 10 core kind of questions about the various aspects of what seafarers need to keep them happy. The interesting one, I think, that will really be a a kind of bellwether of change is the issue of shore leave because of the changes to the um, the facilitation convention that happened since this kind of um, period of the happiness index. So I think over the next Few reports will be able to actually tell whether that the changes to the Falcon Convention and, and facilitating seafarers to get ashore is working. The other standouts, you know, constantly, people crave their connectivity. Um, we're always kind of pleasantly surprised with the importance that seafarers attach to the interactions on board. I think it's, you know, there's lots of criticism of this, you know, lack of social cohesion and people scurrying off to their cabins and not interacting, but actually, you know, while that does happen and it is a problem that needs to be addressed, there is still a huge amount of value and store placed in the relationships that seafarers have on board. But equally, a lot of seafarers do remind us of the fact that this can be easily eroded and and there are these issues of how you develop that team ethos and a sense of community on board.
1: The UK Chamber of Shipping, with partners Nautilus International and the National Union of Rail, Maritime and Transport Workers, has raised mental crew health awareness with ship owners, ship operators and ship managers. It wants companies to foster a working culture that supports and improves the mental well-being of seafarers. UK Chamber Communications Director Jonathan Roberts told us why.
2: The thing about mental illness is that we're finally beginning to understand its importance, not just to society, but also to business. And it costs 30 billion pounds. A year to UK businesses, so you know, it's it's absolutely important that the shipping industry plays its part in uh, in in you know, taking these kind of issues seriously. So we've been doing a range of things. First of all, we've been producing guidance for our member companies together with our social partners, so that. It gives companies an understanding of the kind of procedures that they need and policies that they need to undertake and put in place to better support both their seafarers and their shore-based staff. There was this idea a little while ago that the best thing to do to ease that sense of isolation that some seafarers feel uh, was to do things like improve internet connectivity. You know, don't underestimate the the importance of being able to just you know, check on social media, call home, even just check the football results. But conversely, sometimes not all the time, every now and then, we hear these stories about how that can. Uh, actually exacerbate that feeling of isolation. It's the fear of missing out, checking on social media and seeing that great party that your mates from home are at, that feeling that you're uh, unable to take part in those things. So this is really complex and we need to understand it. And one of the key things that we have to learn and have to accept is that each person's mental health, each person's well-being is unique. It's unique to them and you may be able to find... Common strategies and threads that work for a larger group of people, but each individual is different, and we need to be offering uh, you know, bespoke support. And that's why we, our, our guidance is saying that companies should have a designated Person in their, uh, in their team to be uh, working with HR and working with you know, different groups of each, uh, different sections of each company to develop strategies that you know, really have that kind of personal relationship with the individual and support them as best they can.
1: This week also marked the passing of Jacques Sardet, one of the great ship owners of his generation. Sade left Lebanon 40 years ago to escape the Civil War, settling his family in the safety of France. From there, he founded his first shipping company that was to grow into one of the world's most powerful shipping empires, CMA CGM. Lloyd's List editor-at-large, Janet Porter, knew Sade well and remembers him as a survivor and a fighter who has passed his formidable knowledge onto the next generation of the family-run business. We hear from Janet.
3: I think the biggest thing about Jacques Sade was that he survived, because so many of these companies, I mean, container shipping has seen the most incredible consolidation over the years, and many big names like Sealand, P&O, Ned Lloyd, they have just gone, they've just got out, they got taken over, or they they just got merged. And CMHC GEM has kept going, but it wasn't always easy. And. Um, I guess seven, eight, nine years ago, he came very close to losing the company. They did some unfortunate hedging. I think it was in oil futures, went horribly wrong. They built up massive debt, huge losses, and most people thought he wouldn't survive. And he did. He just kept fighting and fighting and fighting. And I think that's what made him uh, sort of, you know, that was his success story. He was absolutely tenacious and he was never going to give up. And... He got through that period with the help of Robert Yildirim, who invested in the company. And then there will be, be more mergers and takeovers and consolidation. But CMA CGM has been one of those that has emerged as the winner. So now it's in the top three container lines in the world. He um, had a very good handover to his son. So it's a very much a family business. They're all very passionate about it. And Rudolph, his son, has been groomed to take over. And he finally formally took over last year. So the, the handover has been very good. There was a proper success um, succession planning. And, you know, I think the company is now in very safe hands. But he will certainly be remembered as one of the great fighters, I think, um, somebody who was never, ever going to let his company be taken over by anybody else. I mean, he was actually determined that it would keep going and that the Sade family would stay in control. It's going to be very interesting in the years ahead. I mean, right now, the big three in the world are all European and, interestingly, all family controlled. So, Mersk has got a family behind it, MSC, which is probably the closest rival in many ways to CMATGM, has got the Aponte family. And you've got CMSC Gem coming up behind Costco, which is about to take over Double which I think will put it into number three in terms of fleet capacity. Now it will be very interesting because a CMSC Gem has got one very big shareholder, um, Robert Yildirim, who owns 25% of the company. He said he's happy to keep that shareholding, but you know, at one stage, at some stage, he may want to sell. Where that, where will that shareholding end up? That will be interesting. CMACGM is also in an alliance with the Chinese. So it's with there's an alliance with Costco, OCL, which is about to become one, and Evergreen. So it's, it's got close relationships with Asian lines. And how that will work out, I, I'm really not sure, but it gives them a, a big inroad into China. I mean, CMACGM was one of the first to spot the potential in China. It's got a lot of good contacts there and a lot of good um, business relationships. But you know this consolidation is not over. The the Europeans are going to have to fight really hard to keep their position at the top. Costco has got you know incredibly deep pockets behind it in you know in terms of the state and then you've got the the new Japanese line Ocean Network Express and you've got and um, Hyundai also starting to make a move. So it's not over and they will have to fight very, very hard to keep their position. But I think, you know, they're well positioned. They are, they've are. they got a huge global network. They've got a good reputation. They seem to know how to manage their smaller brands. So, you know, they're well
1: positioned, but it's nothing, nothing certain in this industry. That's all from us this week. Remember, you can listen to all the Lloyd's List podcasts via YouTube and via our own website, www.lloydslist.com. Here, you can also sign up to a free trial subscription and to our daily news email. Thanks for listening and stay happy.